This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave. Dave, get well soon. I don't want to do your job. In all seriousness, it's an honor and a privilege to sit in for Dave today. Uh, of course, I am Robert Steinbuck. My views are my views alone and not necessarily those of my employer or the state. I am here today <clears throat> right now uh, with Hannah Webb Howard. Hannah is the uh, president of the Bowen Law School Second Amendment Society, and we are going to go to the phones now and uh, have a conversation with State Rep Dan Sullivan, who Hannah knows as well, and of course Dan knows Hannah. Um, do we have you on the line, Dan? Yep, I'm here. Thank you for Terrific. being on. Let me we, on. I enjoy it. Uh, Dan, uh, let's get down to brass tacks. You are running uh, to, you're, you're currently a state rep, but you're running for the Senate seat that's currently held by John Cooper, um, who purports to be a Republican, but votes like a Democrat. So tell us first where your that seat is, uh, what you guys are doing to prepare for this primary election, and what we need to know to ensure that Dan Sullivan becomes the next um, state senator from your area. Sure, and thank you, Robert. Yes, I'm up in the Jonesboro area. District 21 covers most all of Craighead County, which includes Jonesboro and several other surrounding communities. You know, I'm uh, in my third term as a state representative, and exactly what you said is the reason I'm uh, running for the Senate. When you said John Cooper is not voted as a Republican, you're exactly right. You know, John voted for all seven bills that were tax increases. So John voted straight down the line on tax increases. But on the topic, you know, John was the, the, the deciding vote on the Stand Your Ground bill. Uh, Bob Ballinger had the bill, uh, and John was the deciding vote in committee to kill that bill. You know, there's been a lot said about the importance of our Second Amendment right. You know, it's the most important. It protects all other rights. You know, all those things one can say are absolutely true. And if you're a Republican and you're not standing for our Second Amendment, uh, there's a problem. You know, I've, and if folks want to contact me, they can look on Facebook or the web at Sullivan for Arkansas uh, and see one of the posts that I did uh, just the other day, did a short video in front of the Republican headquarters there in Little Rock. And the title of that is, So You Call Yourself a Republican. I don't know how people can call themselves a Republican and vote so frequently opposing the platform, uh, whether it's earned income tax credits, Second Amendment, tax bills, all of those. We need to have people in office who are going to stand by our platform and do what we say we're going to do. You know, I guess all many of us uh, as Republicans sign the form. And then we, more importantly, go out and campaign uh, in such a way to tell our constituents that we're going to stand by the platform. We're going to lower taxes. We're going to reduce the size of government. We're going to stand for our First Amendment and Second Amendment rights. Uh, you know, John also voted against and one of the only Republicans to vote against allowing the Bible to be taught in schools as an elective. And John was one of the only, I think maybe the only Republican to vote against that bill. And we need, I need the help of everyone in our state to stand up uh, and say, this is what a Republican looks like. 
first that we'll keep our word and we'll do what we say we're going to do. And next, we'll stand behind our platform uh, and be strong in that area. So well, does that Dan, kind of give you a feel? It does. And, Dan, you bring up a very important point uh, about keeping our word. And I'm not sure I, I caught whether you mentioned it or not. But as you likely remember, Dan Sullivan, when he ran, excuse me, Dan Sullivan, uh, John Cooper, when he ran last time, claimed he was going to vote against Obamacare. And when that vote came up, he voted for Obamacare. So I'm particularly skeptical of political candidates who change their mind after they get elected on issues for which there should be no change. Meaning, if the whole environment has changed, you say, well, I had this position on issue X, but now the funding stream has changed or something, so I needed to revise my opinion. Nothing changed from the day John Cooper said he would vote against Obamacare until the day that he voted for Obamacare, other than the truth. That is, that John Cooper never intended to vote against Obamacare. He just lied to his constituents. You know, one of our most important uh, founding principles is that that the government serves the people of our district. The government serves the people of District 21, Johnsboro and Craighead County. That's what the government serves us. And sometimes we run on that, people run on that platform that we are to go represent our people, the people that elected us and the others. We're to represent them to our government and tell our government what to do. And sometimes legislators get down to Little Rock and get that reversed and think, well, now I'm down here and we're going to tell the people back in District 21 what to do or wherever your listeners district is. And, you know, when you learn real quickly when you're when you come down here that you can stay as long as you want in Little Rock as a representative if you'll just do what you're told. And that means not representing the people of your district. That means representing Little Rock back to your district. And that's just not been what I've done. You know, John and I, John and I ran against each other when that seat became open in the Senate, and I lost by about 70 votes, I think. Uh, and John based his campaign on very, very conservative promises, platform promises, and then got down in Little Rock and now has not fulfilled those promises uh, to the voters and to people of Craighead County to represent our district to the government and tell the government what we want them to do, not vice versa. And that's why I'm running. Yeah, well, and let's go down the list just briefly because it's kind of remarkable to me. John voted for Obamacare. He's the one that killed Stand Your Ground. Um, And he has been meeting with anti-gun groups, uh, which, by the way, I have no problem if a true conservative wants to meet with anybody, including people desperately opposed to a conservative viewpoint. But John is not meeting with anti-gun groups because he wants to bring them around. He's meeting with anti-gun groups because they're bringing him around. And I, you know, I don't purport to know why John's doing things or why he's taking the positions. You know, what you have to look at is how we vote. Just like you said, Robert, you know, we're going to meet with all kinds of different constituency groups. And that's a good thing. That's right. Listen and be heard. But the bottom line is, how do you vote? You know, when you vote for a a clear Democratic platform issue like earned income tax credits, and that is clearly on the Democrat platform. When we when you vote against allowing the Bible to be taught in schools, 
and that's clearly on the Democrat platform side. Uh, when you vote for every tax increase that came down this past session, those are clearly Democrat issues. And it's time that our platform and it's time that we said, uh, you know, I'm a Republican and I'm going to stand by it. You know, I'm not going to mention any names, but I know we have a former representative who lost as a Democrat last uh, last election cycle. And this cycle, he is coming back running as a Republican. And we have that happening so frequently now that Democrats who lose in their local race decide to change parties uh, and run as Republicans, but their votes don't change. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. time that we stood strong. Being a Republican means something. And let's look at a person's history, look at their comments, look at their statements, but most of all, look at their voting record. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Robert, that I'll mention, too, not only do we promise people, you know, based upon our campaign, but we also take a whole bunch of money. That's right. We take tens of thousands of dollars from people that I'm going to vote this way. You have my word. Here, Here are my mailers. Here are my campaign promises. And people take tens of thousands of dollars and come back and vote just the opposite of what they say. And I wonder if people who campaign that way ever consider it, you know, it's not an ethics violation, but it sure is an ethical violation. A- a- amen. To the voter to do that. That's right. That's right. You're putting yourself out as holding a particular a position. And uh, then you don't follow up on that position. That's, uh, that's like a used car salesman uh, replacing the car that you're supposed to take with a clunker. Um, and yeah. speaking of used car salesmen, uh, we got to pay some bills here, or Dave does. I'm just <laughs> guessing for him. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you, Dan. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave, who's unfortunately out ill today, but hopefully will be back in studio very soon. Uh, We have on the phone uh, State Rep Dan Sullivan. We have in the studio Hannah Webb Howard. Hannah, you had a question or comment for Dan. I don't know if this is a statement, personal experience, whatever you want to call it. Dan, you can respond to it is the point. So I was college Republican chair in college, and one of the most impactful things that happened to us as a group was Dan Sullivan. And let me explain that a little bit because there's two parts to that. So, first of all, Dan took a real interest in us because he contacted me to support us. You know, there was a lot of times we'd have a fundraiser or whatever. We would reach out to other representatives, senators, and they, of course, would come support whatever they need. But Dan reached out to me and then consistently was in contact with us, supported us, helped us. I mean, we were welcome in his home, him and his wife. If you do not know Dan's wife, you need to meet her. She is the sweetest woman in the world. But then to the flip side to that, we got to spend a lot of time with Dan. And he is a genuinely good guy. And he, the way he presents himself as a legislator is is genuinely as good of a guy as he really is. So, Dan, my point with that being is you care about your constituents and you cared about us as a group in your district on campus. And then when the free speech issue came up, Um, with Turning Point USA, and it was several of us called Republicans, you stepped up to the plate for us, and you went to bat for us, and you got something done. And that is fantastic. Well, listen, first of all, thank you very much, and I do appreciate what you've done, what our other young people do. 
you know, I think it goes back to the point I made earlier that we represent our people to Little Rock. It's not about Little Rock telling the people back here what to do. And what you, which the things that you just described, I think, are just a good example of that. I do meet with the people of our district, not the powerful necessarily. You know, I don't have a lot of meetings with the gov- with the mayor. I don't have a lot of meetings with uh, you know the powerful people in Little Rock. Um, I represent us, our people locally, back to Little Rock. And frankly, a lot of people in Little Rock don't like that. Uh, when you what you say you're going to do, and you stand for the people of the district. Um, you know, that, that doesn't set well a lot of times, just like the issue there at ASU. Uh, when I heard about that, I reached out to the young lady, uh, Hannah, who, no, uh, Hannah. Um, Ashlyn. You know, Ashlyn, yeah, I reached out to Ashlyn um, about the issue and then worked with her to help secure her freedom. It wasn't about ASU and Arkansas State. It wasn't about our state government, our federal government. It was about representing a student at ASU whose rights were violated. And I'd have to give Robert uh, credit on that, too. Robert worked with us to craft legislation uh, that spoke to the point and got it done what we needed to do. Well, uh, just to be clear, Dan Sullivan was one of the original co-sponsors of what we aptly call the Dave Ellswick Free Speech on Campus Bill. And so without you, Dan... And several others, I'm not trying to put it all in your lap, but without you, it wouldn't have got done. And that's important because there are a lot of people who can flap their gums when they get into the Capitol. But passing bills is what matters. And you passed a bill that matters. And it matters to people on the ground, like Ashlyn Hogarth, uh, who was doing the Turning Point, a conservative group uh, on campus, and some unelected leftist bureau hacks were saying that she can't have her conservative club operating, essentially. And your bill, along with Bob Ballinger and your many others involved, is what turned that around. So thank goodness for that. Dan, I wanted to ask you a question about what I think is important here. We're talking how, look, you're running for state senate. There are only 35 of them. Uh, This is going to be a contentious fight with John, uh, John Cooper. Uh, We need to make it clear that we have a conservative Senate, and you're going to need support from that, not only from people in your district, I suspect, but from people across the state. So how do they get in contact with you, and what do you need from them so that you can be effective in defeating the leftist agenda of people that are supporting John and not supporting you because you pursue a conservative agenda. Well, thank you. And, and sure, you that as one of 35 in the Senate, it's the reason I'm running for the Senate. As one of 100 in the House, it's very difficult to get much traction on difficult bills or bills that may be contentious. Uh, you know, if you need 51 votes and you have one or two or 10 House members opposed, uh, it's are supporting, it doesn't make much difference. And in the Senate, it's much easier to get a a group together to stand for issues and stand together. So that's why I'm running. And those issues will affect everybody in the state. For example, the Stand Your Ground bill. When John killed that, he didn't kill it just for District 21 here in Jonesboro. He killed that statewide. So all the people that have a strong interest in the Second Amendment, uh, you know, I'd appreciate their support. 
the same thing for people who feel like they're they're being taxed enough. And I wish I could talk had more time to talk about taxes because there are so many wastes that we're doing that we could change in the healthcare area and others. But you know, if we want to continue to look at the first option is to raise taxes. If that's your choice, then I'm not your guy because there are other options. But you can go on the web, go to my Facebook page, Dan, Dan uh, Sullivan for Arkansas. On our website, Sullivan for Arkansas, you can make online donations. And listen, we appreciate anything from $5 to $100 or whatever folks can afford. It's very helpful. You know, when you're up against um, the establishment, the Little Rock establishment, when you're up against that, the resources that John Cooper has are almost unlimited uh, financially. And we are very limited in our uh, in what we're doing. As a matter of fact, you know, Robert, I've put in uh, almost all of my savings because I believe personally in what we're doing. Um, and I've donated all I can. And we've raised about, I think we've got 50000 in the bank right now, and I think John has 150. Wow. Uh, so we need some help uh, if people are willing. And, again, it doesn't make any difference uh, what the amount is. But just to show the support statewide, uh, look at Sullivan for Arkansas on the web or Sullivan for Arkansas on Facebook. Uh, you can message me. My phone number is 870-275-2929. Give me a call or text message me. We need help statewide if we're going to, uh, again, help the people carry the message to Little Rock and not allow Little Rock to tell the people what they're going to do. Well, I tell you, I'm going to get on your website and I'm going to give some money. I intended and continue to intend to do so for my friend David Ray, uh, but I am so technologically challenged that when I was on the website, I couldn't get it to work right. And I guarantee you, it's my lack of capacity. So um, David's coming in later today. Uh, Maybe I'm just going to hand him a pile of cash. No, I'm not going to do it. I can hear the authorities knocking on the door already. Uh, But the point is that... Uh, I support uh, legislators across the state uh, who believe in conservative ideals. I support uh, David. I I support you. I support uh, the marks that were on earlier today uh, and many others. And it's important if you want this state to continue to move in the right direction, and the pun is intentional, uh, that we uh, pony up. But like you say, people sometimes I think are a little shy. They're like, well, if I'm going to give money, he's not going to like it if I only give $5. Let me let you in a little secret. He'll love it. Give $5. Yeah, give that's $10. Yeah, take a yard sign. Do whatever you yeah, Robert, can. The most, the most important message to the people is we are one of the few, if not maybe the only nation on the face of the earth where the people tell the government what to do. The local people tell the government how much they can tax us. That's right. We tell the government whether we can carry a gun. We tell the government whether or not we can. We have the freedom of speech. We tell the government those things, and we have gotten it backwards. And we've got to turn that corner and have the government in Little Rock start listening to us. And we tell the government we have certain freedoms that they cannot, uh, they can't take away from us. Uh, they can't. They can't tell us what we're going to do. Uh, then you know, that's what we need to do. You know, I'm looking at legislation right now that would return revenue to our cities. It wouldn't raise taxes. It wouldn't lower taxes. 
but you know, um, Acre, the group in in um, Conway, Arkansas yep. Center for Research and Economics. Oh yeah, they have a study they did that says Arkansas, eighty-one uh, percent of our money goes to Little Rock and then is given back to our cities. Now, folks, why are we doing that? Right. Why are we sending our money to Little Rock and then we have to beg them to have our own money back? And by the way. That- you know how it works? Someone's skimming something off the top. That doesn't cost really? nothing. <laughs> well, you know, this, I think it happened back uh, in the early 70s that the uh, Department of Finance takes a 3% uh, overhead for handling that sales tax money. We call and that up in the Northeast. We call that the vigorish. When you're betting with when you're betting with the bookie, we don't need any vigorous. Dan, I hear the music creeping up in the background, okay. and Zach is pointing fingers at me. Hopefully, they're just the good ones. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we will continue to talk uh, as you uh, run your campaign, and I look forward to calling you senator come next term. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.